Welcome to Our Connected World, a podcast series from TE Connectivity featuring straight talk for engineers about today's technology trends and the technical challenges in driving innovations crucial to making the world safer, sustainable, productive, and connected. Hello and welcome to the Our Connected World podcast brought to you by TE Connectivity. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we are talking about readying the grid for electrification. It is going to be a very interesting conversation. I cannot wait to bring on our guest for today. Dr. Christophe Lederlet is the Senior Director, Global Product Management for TE Connectivity's energy business. Christophe, thank you so much for being with me today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you. Wonderful to have you here. And I know I cannot say your last name as wonderfully as you do in your fantastic accent, but I did my best effort here. Before we get into this conversation, it's going to be a fun one. Can you give us a little bit more uh, bio maybe on Christoph and and tell us what you do for the company? Yeah, Michelle, uh, very glad to do this. So I'm Christoph Lederle, working for the company TE Connectivity now for 15 years. I worked in several product management positions. Um, and I have a PhD in high-voltage engineering done at the Te- Technical University of Munich. Wonderful. So let's start in with this conversation. We're talking about readying the grid for electrification. So in your recent TE.com article, you discuss how the commercialization of electric alternatives can help combat climate change and reduce carbon emissions, something that we all want. You also identify four different changes that need to happen to create the electrical grids necessary to support this change. So what do you see are the primary challenges in upgrading current systems to hopefully achieve more sustainability at scale? Yeah, so electrification is is a key element to achieve sustainability. So what we are seeing with the ongoing electrification efforts compared to the past that the growth rate in the demand of electrical usage is increasingly in the is increasing in the in the next 5 years so for example in us it's four times higher in europe it's 30 times higher than the growth we have seen in in the, in the past so and uh, in addition to the demand increase what we are seeing um, we have also a big focus on renewables, so low carbon production of electrical energy. And this leads to a very volatile, decentralized production of electricity in the grid. Uh, and now comparing the past, where we had a uniform flow of electrical energy and uh, grids were operated at 60% of the maximum load, and also grids were designed to a life cycle of 30 years. And um, with this conservative approach, really the age of the infrastructure is uh, um, one, one key element which needs to be considered. So we are exceeding the lifetime expectations. We have a higher volatility, higher load. Um, and um, this is one of the biggest challenges for, for the electrification currently. Yeah, let's dive a little deeper. What market production or maybe technological factors are really preventing the broader adoption of these advancements happening at scale right now? From my perspective, there are three main main factors. Yet, through to the age of the infrastructure, there need to be these higher investments, and there is the whole ecosystem in. Uh, uh, assets and installations. So it's, it's cable, it's transformers, it's, it's substation. And we as a, a main 
connector provider. So adapting this growth, the whole ecosystem needs to increase capacity. The other aspect is talent. Someone needs to install these products um, in, in the field uh, and you need trained, skilled uh, craftsmen to, to, to do this job. And uh, also for the lifetime expectation of the products, it's essential that the products are installed in a proper way. This is the baseline for a reliable product. And of course, the third aspect are the commercial aspects. Um, the return of investment uh, for uh, uh, infrastructure um, uh, in investments, as well to balance out the cost of too high investments for the end user. The more utilities invest, it is also uh, moved to the end users. And this needs to be a balance uh, um, of the return of investment and the impact for the cost. So when increasing renewable energy capacity in existing systems, what design considerations must energy engineers resolve? Yeah, currently we have an, an outlook that in 2028, more than 50% of uh, the electrically produced energy will be done with renewables, carbon neutral um, power sources. So, and typically those power plants are installed in very harsh environments, uh, looking on offshore wind parks where you have um, wind, where you have salt environment and uh, uh, in the connection elements, higher corrosion, higher vibration uh, needs to be considered. Also, if we look on um, the volatility of the power um, which is generated um, in solar parks when the sun is shining, in wind parks uh, when, when uh, wind is flowing, um, the products are designed to a maximum load and very high density uh, of energy. And this requires a, a higher effort on the material selection as well um, the design aspect of the product. So what must energy engineers then do differently when it comes to developing architectures that, you know, must generate and transfer sufficient power from an electric source into core systems, especially in technologies conventionally powered by fossil fuels? We are in this market since 60 years, having a very conservative utility um, market where the grid really was maximum loaded to, to, to 60%. And um, today, customers are asking, how long can I operate the assets at 120%? Because I want to get out the most when the sun is there and uh, when I have um, the power source available. And uh, particularly this overload situation, this higher stress uh, and uh, energy density needs to be considered in the connection of uh, the renewables to the core system. So what would you say differentiates TE's approach to partnering with grid owners when developing customized solutions for meeting their anticipated electrification demands, including long-term upgrades to existing technologies? Yeah, and, and here the utilities long-term is, is really the, the aspect. And TE's capability having an engineer-to-engineer -engineer approach. The long-term aspect, 30, 40 years expectations um, of, of assets, um, requires uh, a lot of know-how how to design products um, and anticipate uh, for the future. And uh, when here the engineers are talking to each other, uh, it's important that we STE 
are early in the game. So we help our customers um, to uh, accommodate the new needs uh, based on, on this transformation of the grid. And um, with our know-how, we help them to improve the system. Um, in the past or the last 10 years, uh, it was adaptation of utility, well-proven technology. But uh, in the last 10 years, we had to design particular products built for uh, the renewable space. For example, meeting um, offshore uh, uh, applications with the latest turbine sizes, 15 megawatt or even up to 20 megawatt, we have developed dedicated um, connectors up to 72,000 volt and the future generation uh, will be even up to 145,000 volt. So how is TE helping grid owners address market expectations for powering electrified technologies while achieving their own sustainable performance goals, as well as, of course, meeting safety and reliability requirements. TE is helping the grid owners because we are in the full process. We consult, we design, we build, uh, and we also train the installers in, in this process. So we are early in the games and uh, we uh, consult the grid owners what is the right product for their application to achieve the performance, but also meeting the safety aspects. Um, designing using the right material, using um, the correct design for the application, as well building it then in our global um, footprint and in our global factories. And one aspect which is key from our perspective is the training. So enabling the installers of the owner to do a proper job. Um, and as we said, good um, installer personnel is uh, very difficult to get currently in the market. And uh, the installation is key for um, sustainable and long-term performance of the product. And the training um, helps also uh, with respect to safety. So knowing what the installer is doing is uh, very important uh, and uh, grants a reliable and safe installation. In addition, we concentrate on that the installation can be done in an easy, fast way. So one installer, for example, can do a big uh, uh, 72 kV offshore connectors um, where in the past two people has been required. And uh, imagine offshore is a very expensive uh, job and using only one people in this fast and easy installation is a key achievement. And from the long-term performance uh, aspect, digitalization is the key word. So in these large applications, understanding where the power is flowing is key. And uh, our products are prepared to receive sensors and to provide signals in order to help the grid owners to achieve these digitalization goals uh, and helping them to control and operate their grid. You brought up a great point with regard to the time aspect of things. So what is being done today and what must still be resolved to improve the installation of next generation grid technologies? while addressing reliability expectations so grid owners can effectively manage demand and then plan 
for downtime, especially regarding efforts to manage and optimize storage capacity in order to avoid service disruptions during high demand. Yes. And and here, storage um, is important to have uh, a compensation of the volatile renewable um, electrical production power plants. And storage can be done with well-known technology like batteries, uh, lithium-ion, can be done with pressurized gas. You put it into a tank and you can release it via uh, a a mechano-electrical system and generate electrical power. But also, we think um, that hydrogen is um, a solution in the future. Currently, hydrogen is uh, quite inefficient to produce. It it requires a lot of of energy. Um, And uh, in the future, um, the belief is that we have excessive electrical energy and can use and produce hydrogen to either um, use it for big transportation like trucks, for cars, for for, for planes, uh, but also to use it again to produce uh, electrical energy and uh, help to compensate the volatility in the system. What do you think the next phase of electric grid maturity will look like? The dream is a full digital uh, digitalized network. So um, with all the complexity of these large-scale infrastructure uh, parts, it is a combination of production and demand. So having, for example, uh, EV to grid, so battery to grid, uh, you connect your car and you have a full digitalized um, approach, you can regulate the demand by incentivizing customers to charge the car at a later stage or when uh, sufficient uh, electrical um, energy is here. Uh, And also with the digitalization, in case of... um, any failure in the system, keeping up the power uh, with monitoring, knowing what is going on in the grid, um, a failure can be detected uh, very easily. So in the past, um, a service engineer had to go miles and miles to identify where something went wrong and uh, repair it. And uh, with um, monitoring system, digital systems, it can be done in a in in a much uh, faster way. This helps also the end user to reduce uh, outage times, and um, by knowing what is going on in the in the grid, um, we avoid overloading situation, which uh, is a, a key topic currently. If you don't know what is going on, uh, some parts of uh, your grid can can be overloaded. Um, and uh, with our system and with systems of the future, this can be avoided. And it really is exciting. And I talked about in the opening, having a fun conversation. We're clearly talking about a lot of technical information here, but it really is fun and exciting because it affects us all. I mean, energy is just what drives, you know, so many things, literally and figuratively. So what do you personally find most thrilling about being part of the electrification evolution? Yeah. Personally, I'm I'm fully excited to be part of this transformation for a, a sustainable future, and I'm convinced that uh, electrical energy is here the key. Think of the global 1.5 degree Celsius target. So this science-based target initiative to reduce um, the carbon emission 
and avoid an increase of the global temperature compared to the pre-industrialized revolution. And uh, we STE, we can help with our products here to um, meet this target, to uh, help our customers to invest into renewables, generating electrical power, um, carbon-free, and enabling the grid owners to invest uh, into the in, into their network, um, and we are providing here the the, the, the right components, and even thinking um, what is the compromise we are, are doing today. Fuel cars are driving longer. Um, the car has longer ranges. The renewables have volatility, but with our technology, we can help that this compromises. Some people might might see currently uh, can be reduced uh, and not only reduced, but using the technology that the systems of the future uh, will even become better than uh, what we are knowing today um, and uh, knowing today with systems using fossil fuels. Exciting things happening and really excited to see what happens in the future. Dr. Christoph Lederley, who is the Senior Director for Global Product Management for TE Connectivities Energy Business. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you really sharing some exciting things with us. And we talked about some challenges, but more importantly, some solutions. So really appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Michelle. It was a pleasure. And I want to thank you for listening and tuning into our Connected World podcast brought to you by TE Connectivity. Of course, if you would like more information about what we're talking about today and TE in general, you can go to te.com. Talking today about readying the grid for electrification, but tons of other podcasts and more information you can find on the website. I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you for tuning into our conversation. You can learn more about the solutions we discussed today by visiting te.com, where you can connect with our engineer support teams and sign up for Circuit, our monthly trends newsletter featuring a selection of articles on tech innovation written by engineers for engineers. To find out more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, as well as LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, think big, move fast, and make every connection count.